let's do this again. Let's hit that Ace Roman music. So. Um... Good evening and welcome to episode 98 of the Magicast podcast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Uh, it's just one person with me today. It's just a, the, the deadly duo up front. I've got Samuel Rubio all the way from Florida. How are you, Sam? Hey, Scott. How are you? Rainy in Florida. Yes, like it was <laughs> rainy in the Ventegori the on other Sunday. day on our first defeat of the season. I'm uh, happy to be here with you. A um, lot to talk about. Uh, we come from a win in the Conference League, from a loss, the first loss of the season on Sunday. We have a lot of matches coming out, a lot of football before the international break. So, yeah, definitely a lot to discuss today. Happy to be here with you. Yeah, some lots to discuss, discuss sorry, um, including um, Roma fans versus, versus Jose Mourinho fans on social media. I don't know if you kept abreast of uh, over the weekend that was quite um fun to see on my timeline on social media um i did have a couple of laughs but that's a, a topic for maybe later on in the podcast or on a another pod um we won't start with sunday's defeat in verona we'll start with uh thursday's win at the olympico so Roma beat CSK Sofia 5-1 in the uh the first round of action in the conference league I imagine, Sam, you watched this on Paramount Plus as I watched this on BT Sport ESPN in, here in the UK. Um, what, what were your th- overall thoughts on the game? It was 5-1. Um, CSK Sophia took the lead thanks to a goal from Graham Carey, who I know very well from watching him play over here in the UK for Plymouth Argyle. And I totally forgot he was in Bulgaria until my mate told me about it on, on Thursday. But then... Lorenzo Pellegrini, Stefano Schuari, Lorenzo Pellegrini again, Gianluca Mancini and Tammy Abraham with the goals. Um, it wasn't as comfortable as it, as it first thought. I think the scoreline may be a bit flattering, but what were your overall thoughts on the game? Like you said, it wasn't as uh, easy as the score uh, might make it seem, right? Uh, even Antonio Cassano had a few words about Roma. He, you know, he always does these uh, Twitch uh, interviews on Bobo TV, Christian Vieri's Christian Vieri's uh, Twitch channel. Uh, he said uh, Roma against Fiorentina. They struggled even when Fiorentina had ten men. We barely beat Sassuolo with the last minute goal. We gave the Bulgarians uh, a lot of um, a lot of space. It, it, we let them create a lot of chances. We let them get close to Ripa. We have been relying on Rui Patricio's uh, excellent um, uh, displays. And I think that's a little bit too much. The defense need to step up. But, but talking about the conference, conference game, uh, we showed that uh, we overcame the fir- their first initial goal. Uh, we stayed patient. That was very good. Uh, and once we scored the, the the equalizer, I think that the team was full of confidence, and and you know, and we show our quality then. Um, a lot of props to Lorenzo Pellegrini, or pro- obviously one of the highlights of, of of the of the young season so far. He had a tremendous tremendous match, and he's you know he's becoming what we all wanted him to become. Finally, 
Mm. But yeah, I expected I expected when I saw when obviously when we saw the rivals, definitely nine points at the Olympico and then try to steal uh, really basically all nine points away. Uh, uh, so you know, I expect the Roma to win all everything, top the group, and not have any problems going into the next round. Now we can make the argument that yeah, matches every three days might be a little bit too much and. And start mm. they starting to show a little bit too early in the season, um, but uh, I expect Roma to have no problems uh, beating those kind of teams and doing even more rotations. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to talk about what are your thoughts on that match. Uh, but I'm interested to talk about on what happened in the Ventegoli. Yeah, uh, I'll come to Sunday in a moment. Yeah, I think we played okay. Um, Maybe the scoreline flattered us a little bit at the end because of the sending off, what was it, 15 minutes from the end. And yeah, we were 3-1. I think the third goal was a little bit fortunate because it was a scuffed effort. Um, But it was good play from Calafiori. But take the three points and run because the Conference League group is quite quite comfortable, wouldn't you agree, so far, with the teams that we've got? We've got... And for a team from Bulgaria, Norway, anything less than maximum points at home is unacceptable, right? Yeah, nine points from nine from home, I think Roma will get. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I I would agree. Away from home, I could see Roma picking up six, maybe seven. So, and what was sixteen out of eighteen? But that's time for another place. Um, we've got still got five games left to play in the Conference League. But shall we move to Sunday, Sam? Yes. So, the Undertaker streak is over. The seven games, was it six? Six wins out of six in all competitions and three wins out of three in Serie A. It's over. The Undertaker streak at WrestleMania for Jose Mourinho is over. So, Hellas Verona three, AS Roma two. Lorenzo Pellegrini scoring probably one of the goals of the weekend and probably one of the goals of 2021 so far with a lovely backheeled finish. And then Anthony Barak, two, uh, what, one, one. I can't remember who got the second for Hellas Verona, but then it was. Caprari, an, Caprari, former young, oh yes, Roma yes. youngster, Gianluca Caprari. That was a good goal, good finish, but yeah. a bit of poor defending. A bit of a brain fade for me. Couldn't remember the score, and I apologise. And then it was an own goal. Um, <laughs> Tammy Abraham thought he had the opportunity to tap home, and then uh, an absolute wonder goal from David Farioni, the right wing back. Absolute thunder bastard into the top corner, in off the uh, underside of the crossbar, kissed the crossbar, and went in. And Roma went to like a three-two-five in the last fifteen twenty minutes to try and grab something, but to no avail. Um, what were your thoughts overall, Sam, on the performance and on the game? It wasn't great, but it was about it was bound to happen because we set up to set up for defeat. Yeah, I don't know what happened on on the second half. I feel like the team didn't have the same attitude as as the first half. Uh, I don't know what was the halftime talk, but uh, as soon as the second half started, I feel like uh, Verona was like was it another gear? Uh, what can I tell you? Uh, that that just shows that this team needs to find a balance. You know, this team has a lot of rage. They have they're play they're committed to play for their coach. 
they 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 have a lot of um you know they want to do it but maybe they don't know how yet or they have they haven't found the equilibrium right that the happy middle that middle ground even Casano talked about like I was saying earlier no we have problems against Fiorentina against Sassolo this is nothing new you know these defensive problems are nothing new this is something that has been going on even since the other coach was was around it's, it's definitely the same players that were here before minor tweaks, you know, with Vinya and, and other minor tweaks, but it's mostly the same guys that were here in other years. Uh, Mourinho is still has a lot of work to do. Maybe we can start to say the honeymoon period is over. Maybe that's fair enough, but the first loss of the season had to happen. I didn't see it happening in the Bentegodi. Maybe at least a tie would have been ideal, not a loss here. Um, but you know it had to happen at one point, and it happened now. Maybe that'll humble them a little bit, um, make them realize that listen, there's still a lot of work to do for Mourinho. This is a different Mourinho. I feel like this is a more calm Mourinho than other years. So we'll see what he has in the back. And more importantly, we'll see how this team reacts uh, with matches every three days, basically for the next couple of weeks. So um, to summarize, lack of attitude, we can also say a lot of people saying that Mourinho even read the match wrong. There was definitely you can see a lot of space between the midfielders and the defenders. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot of space for for the Verona players to work on. Um, you know that's a sign of a team that is not compact. That's a sign of a long team that what's called a long team. That is a this is a sign that there's a lot of work need to be done. Uh, you know, a lot of people said about that we need a midfielder, that Shaka profile midfielder um, that we're missing. Some other people say, listen, we might need some more on defense. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of work to be done. We were not the best team in the world when we had six wins. and We're not the worst team in the world because we lost against Hellas Verona. We need to find a happy medium. And, and again, and I keep saying this, the main objective it's still the same. It hasn't changed. It's making top four, and we're still we're still on course. My caveat to that is: Did we set our expectations too high at the beginning of the season after all those wins? Um, personally, and this is me personally, not me. I thought I thought no, always okay. the, the, the objective was always top four. Top four. No, I think that was yet. that, that you, the, all these wins should not judge or cloud your judgment. You know. I think top four was always the objective, especially in year one for Mourinho, right? Of course, yeah. At least we're not Juventus, who are in the bottom three. But hey-ho. Um, <laughs> They're in relegation zone early on, but yeah. relegation zone nonetheless. Um, did you feel that the overreaction was a little bit too far yeah, from, yeah, from us Roma I fans? Think- um, but I mean, I did. But I did see a lot of uh, people um, the a little bit more balanced. They're saying, "Listen, mm. it kind of had to happen. It happened. Let's get back to work. Put your head down. We're not that bad. We're not the greatest. We're not the worst ever. Uh, we're just team trying to find an identity. You know, we're trying to play for a coach. It's a high profile coach. We want to play for the for him. We want to find a style. But we're on our way to finding him. You know." Maybe you can say that for this match, the, I'll give you an example of, of actually individuals. The Shomurdov, Tammy Abraham pair, maybe, I didn't see it working a lot. Maybe in these four minutes, 
maybe he can come off the bench. No, that little those individual those individual um, parts also need to be seen, and and and, and mm. the team didn't work as we expected them, you know, or or, or as we had been seeing them before. Uh, we were able to see the first flaws. Um, and again, again, those results are going to come, and then it's just a matter of how this team reacts. Um, yeah, I expect uh, I expect a win in the Olympico against, and we're going to talk about it, I'm sure, later, but against Udinese. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a reaction to set us up to go on a high heading into the, into the derby on the weekend. Yeah, so Roma take on Udinese on Thursday evening. Uh, it's the last game of the midweek action. Um, Udinese closed the last game of the last uh, round of action last night, and they lost 4-0 at home to Napoli. Um, Udinese did have a really good start to the season, but Napoli won 4-0 last night, and I think that's pretty much Napoli in at top of the league with four wins out of four. Um, I wanted to talk about a player who struggled and I've seen some fans criticizing him already. Um, it's Nicolo Zaniolo. He's just come back from two cruciate knee injuries. And I think that's really, really harsh, but I've seen quite a bit of fans criticizing him on social media. Do you agree with the criticism or are you just thinking, just give the lad a lot, a bit more time because he will come back firing. Yeah. Um, well, he's but you got to put things into perspective. He's coming mm-hmm. from, Two major, major knee injuries. Knee that, injuries those yeah. are probably the worst, the worst injuries a footballer, a professional footballer, can have. Um, or certainly one of one of the ones with the longest recovery time. He's got it in both knees. Um, so when we said it in, earlier in the season or before the season started, you no, know, he was going to have a mental part. A mental, the mental part was going to be very important for him. You know mm. how he goes for every ball, how he fights. We've seen him trying. We've seen him sliding. We've seen him a beast. I think it's just a matter of him getting football. I think he will be back. He has the talent. We could see that whenever he wants it. He, I think he had a big run against Udinese. Uh, excuse me, against Perona on the right flank where he thought he didn't have it and he made a big run and he just flew past um, the rival. So I know he's got it. It's just a matter of him picking it up. And I think that only comes with more matches. I wouldn't, but I also, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Mourinho, if Mourinho gives him a few minutes and give Carlos Perez some minutes. I mean, listen, there are matches every three days. So it's, he's going to have to do it regardless. But I think long-term, to answer your question, long-term, Saniolo, we're going to be okay with that. He's yeah, rest that. Yeah, rest and rotation is probably key going into the international break where you got the game to, uh, Thursday and then you've got the derby, then you've got the Europa League game and then you've got the, is it the Empoli game? And that's it until the international break. So that's four games in the space of what, 10, I will, 11 I will days? I be concerned about uh, Rick. Karstorp? Yeah, he doesn't, he looked exhausted last match and he does we don't really have anybody that really feels that position a hundred percent you know so um and he's been getting a lot of minutes so i'll be concerned about about the right back position as well i don't know what you think about that i don't think he trusts brian reynolds um which is a little bit harsh because Reynolds has only been at the club, what, eight, nine months. And he played a little bit of preseason. And 
I think Jody put on a good thread on social media after the Sassuolo game where Reynolds could have been at fault for the Sassuolo equaliser, which didn't happen because he didn't close down his man. Uh, I have seen things where Mourinho wants to get in another yeah, right back yeah, in Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's such, a, it's, such, it's such a big gap between the starter and the, uh, and the, and the substitute, right? So, mm. so it's, it's, uh, for me, it's a definitely, definitely area of concern. You know, a lot, everybody talks about the midfielder and the defender, but the right back position is another area of concern. It is. We have to wait until the transfer window. So, Sam, shall we talk about Thursday evening's game. We're at home to Udinese. Um, we close this midweek round of action and we're back at the Olympico. Um, do you see us getting a reaction which some fans want after the defeat on Sunday? Uh, yeah, it's, like I said, I expect a reaction. And we're coming against a team that has also played a lot of football, comes from its first defeat of the season against Napoli and has a lot of football their way. They're playing matches every three days, just like we are. Um, so this is a, this is a decent Udinese side so far this year. They have Ignacio Puseto from Argentina, very interesting player. Molina on the right flank, Tucu Pereira. They're interesting with those two centre-backs. Uh, they're an interesting team. And, you know, the difference maker a little bit over there is Ignacio Puseto for them this year. Um, they're going to be an interesting, not an easy side. Uh, I maybe consider them at the level maybe of Sassuolo. Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough test for, for Mourinho and, and their boys. But I think, I hope that they come out on top. Um, not getting the three points in the Olympico, I think, would be a bigger deal than losing, than losing on Sunday at the Ventigori. I, and I mean, anything but the three points will start to um, really ring the alarms in Rome, Scott, and definitely will show that the honeymoon period is over. I expect and I hope otherwise. I hope for the three points. So, like I said, we can head into the uh, into Derby weekend on a high note. Um, so, yeah, so those are my thoughts. I hope... Uh, I hope we can get the three points. And the the coach of Udinese, uh, Gotti, uh, Luca Gotti said that. Uh, yeah, I said Gotti, like exactly yeah. what I said. They've been playing every three days, and, and then they're gonna try to win. But uh, it takes a toll on the players. So you know, it, it doesn't only take a toll on Roma players. It takes a it takes a toll on the rivals as well. So I hope the the boys have a reaction, bounce back in their blood, so we can get the three points. I hope Roma do have a reaction because uh, the reaction to the defeat on Sunday was a little bit OTT. And I think for some fans, if Roma get the win, I think they'll be happy to go into the derby weekend because that's going to be a massive game on Sunday. Um, Sari versus Jose. But I feel this game on Thursday might be a bit tougher than everyone thinks it could be. Udinese, as you said, Sam. I've started the season really well. Um, they're eighth in Serie A, and especially after they lost their best player, Rodrigo de Paul, who went to Spain to Atletico Madrid. Um, Gotti likes to set up his teams with a low block to frustrate. 
and he has done that to Roma in the past, and he's done that to other teams. I'm just hoping Roma get the early goal on Thursday, and when we could see a different scenario. But if Udinese hold out for a little bit longer, I think you will see the Roma fans trying to get on the players' back. I don't know if you would agree with that, Sam. I mean, to, yeah, um, that's what I'm saying, that uh, the reaction will be so important. You know, an mm-hmm. early goal and be, to be able to manage everything, you know, will be so important. Although we can say the same thing against, we scored the first goal uh, against uh, against Verona and we were not able to manage anything. So so we'll see, we'll, we have to, this match, we need to see growth. We need to see that they learned the lesson. You know, and they're not they're not gonna make the same mistakes as they did last time. Improvement, you know, bottom line. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of improvement on the attack and play on from Sunday because at times that was non-existent. What do you think of that Shomurodov Tammy Abraham uh, lineup or the pair? Access. Be- yeah, because he, he didn't seem to work. I think Shomurodov looked a little bit uncomfortable. The, Abraham didn't find the space with him. I think I think they still need more minutes. They need more work to do. They need the whole system needs a lot of work still. I think you got to give credit to Hellas Verona. I think Tudor maybe did his homework. Um, I do feel if we played Di Francesco, I think it could have been a different story. And I think you could have seen Abraham and Shamrodorov combine well but yeah i agree with you i think it needs more minutes and, and usually think... players when they play for a new coach right when they play for a, for a new coach there's new air there's a yes. new air right that yes. they, they want to show so so that 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 was a big factor as well and even Mourinho, i think said it during the week before he said like listen they come from a new coach so we don't know what to expect from them and boy were they surprised yeah um especially in the should... second half yeah, uh, Igor Tudor did more work in four days than Eusebio Di Francesco did in the previous 95. So, yeah. Incredible, um, incredible. We can, yeah. we can make a whole podcast about Di Francesco's career. It's incredible how it's gone, where it's going. I really didn't see it coming this way or turning out this way. I really I, didn't, but it's, a, it's such a shame for him. I think a few of us did. Um but yeah, uh, he has not to be this bad though. Not this yeah, bad. Not this he bad was, yeah. Right before Roma, he was up and coming from Sassuolo and he was viewed as a new up and coming coach from Italy. That's not long ago. We're talking about five, six years ago. Five, yeah. Now got, people see think that he's not even a Serie B coach. No, so no, yeah, he, he's been sacked from Roma. He got sacked from Sampdoria. Uh, sacked from Cagliari which he did this year and then sacked from Hellas Verona and he's gone in his, he's, he hasn't won a game in his last 19 Serie A games. His last win (laughs) was for Cagliari against Sampdoria in November, 2020. I think that tells a story. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yes. Yes. At all. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have a feeling if Roma, played against Hellas Verona with Di Francesco in charge. I do feel it could have been a different story, but hey-ho, that's the way, way it goes. Um, Sam, I think we've pretty much covered everything we wanted to, to cover. Do you have anything else to uh, to bring up? 
No, nothing. Uh, we're the next, the ne- our next episode will be the a preview of the derby, and the next yeah. after that will be our hundredth episode. So I'm planning. So we're planning something, something special for that one. Yeah, Jeez, some... I can't believe it's almost one hundred though. When I, I took over this podcast, it was an episode. I believe in the mid sixties. So yeah. And we haven't done as I haven't done as many as my Spanish podcast. Obviously, this is once a week. But now, with your help, uh, we're starting to roll. So thank you very much. We're moving, and things are looking up. So thank you, thank you for everybody that listens to us. Well, thank you, everybody. That's great. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank we you. appreciate it. We um, sadly we didn't get any questions this week. I did put out two tweets, but we got no questions. But that's okay. That's fine. Thank you to all the people who had. Because some, um, sometimes we say that we're going to record yeah. and we don't record. Either, yeah, too, so yeah, that's hard. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you to the people who have uh, asked questions in the last couple of weeks. Um, we got some good stuff planned for our next episode, which hopefully will be done in the next couple of days as a preview for the the Rome Derby. And our hundredth episode, hopefully, we can get recording next week. And it should be fun. We can't believe we're, we've right. hit hundred. Uh, Sam, thank you very to get, much. Uh, we're try- I'm going to give a little hint. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to try to get a little hint, um, a little hint of what's happening with the 100th episode. I'm trying. I'm going to try to get at least one of the original members to join us. So oh, we'll wow. see. I can promise all three. That's Mission Impossible. But I, but I think I can manage at least one. So that's good. We'll see. I'm going to shoot for all three, which we like. I said probably impossible, but. At least one, so we can do a little crossover from the old crew to the new crew. The new crew, yeah. That'll be great. Oh my god, that'll be fun. <laughs> I, I, if that if that happens, thank you, Scott. Amazing. Thank you for having me, and this is great. No, no worries, yeah. Sam. Thank yeah, thank sure. you for joining me on this Tuesday uh, Tuesday evening. Um, it's almost twenty to eight UK time, so it's probably what one forty, two forty, two forty for you, two forty. Yes. I'm gonna have some dinner. Middle and... Florida, Florida, rainy afternoon. Oh, we, it's quite nice over here in the UK in Swindon. Um, guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com and you can follow us on all podcast platforms on Spotify, SoundCloud, Podbean, po- the podcast app. Uh, Sam, once again, thank you very much for joining me on this Tuesday afternoon for you and Tuesday evening for me here in the UK. And always remember, for Saroma, ciao. Ciao.